With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom, reach new audiences, and bring important information to the public free of charge. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom and donate today. Simply go to tntradio.live. This is State of the Nation on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. All right, welcome back to State of the Nation, Hour 2. We get ready for another big hour. First hour was great, went by too fast. They always do. I'm Steve Hook, broadcasting from Central Jersey along the Jersey Shore. And here's my man, Brian McLean, Hesher McLean uh, from Central Texas. Well, Brian, we got one more, one down, one to go. How are you, brother? Hey, it goes fast. Time flies when you're having fun, when you're learning things and talking to smart people right here on today's News Talk, Steve. Yeah, loving it and ready for the second hour. And we do have a big one because we've got, well, we're going to talk, we're going to be talking to Liz Harrington, Trump spokesman, uh, spokesperson, I should say, and also Peggy Little. And she, of course, is a senior uh, litigation counsel for the new Civil Liberties Alliance, the NCLA. So we look forward to chatting with her as well. We're going to be talking about the censorship industrial complex, which we kind of touched on in the first hour. But before we get to our guest and all of that, I want to tell you, I want to talk about what's going on in the world right now you you may have heard this but it looks like uh hunter through his attorney abby lowell are trying to get out of this closed door deposition they're basically saying we don't want to do it we'll do it in public and they're and they're trying to play a game that is obviously uh not going to be they're not going to be looking at this in the judiciary or the oversight committee comer has come out and basically said they're going to uh, threaten him with contempt of Congress. This would be an interesting one because we remember Eric Holder was held in contempt of Congress back in the Obama days. Nothing happened. But given the fact that the DOJ has been going after so many people for contempt on the Trump side of things, what are they going to do when it's Hunter Biden put under contempt or at least threatened with it? What do you think? I, I don't know, man. I mean, we've got all the information we need. You know what I mean? The American people, uh, I don't know how many of us are demanding it. Uh, as much of this stuff that's not 6103, if I have that designation correct, should be put out to the public. Redact information if you need to, but the public should have access to the amounts and the countries of origin when it comes to money. So, yeah, I, I do. Um, I'm a skeptic, Steve. I got to be a skeptic about this. And uh, I just it's hard not it, to be. Yeah. Yeah. The dual system of justice just keeps proving its existence to us over and over and over again. So it's hard to uh, imagine this turning into something other than getting the right information on the congressional record moving forward. That seems to really kind of be my last hope for any of these things. I mean, like the Durham report, you know, you mentioned the Durham report. It's a great example. It's like, okay, well, you can go look at the congressional records on the Durham report and know that our media and our politicians lied to us about Russia interference, lied to us about Russia collusion, and lied to us uh, in follow, you know, as we've discovered in following investigations about the Hunter Biden laptop, all of which could have, should have, may have affected the election uh, with all the shenanigans set aside. Yeah, agreed. I, I think that they will. I, I think that, uh, the, you know, we've, we've discussed in the past about how they're probably looking for a way to throw Hunter under the bus. This could kind of give them their out if they're looking for it. If, if, if the Democrats are looking for it. Now, Joe himself is going to have a lot to say about that because, you know, he loves his son so much and all that. 
Uh, but he doesn't want to get implicated with it. So I'm wondering if, if the Democrats are just going to say, you know what, maybe we can kind of uh, kill this story and kill the uh, the threat of Hunter uh, by by just tossing him under this bus. I don't know how the DOJ, I really don't know how Merrick Garland could possibly get away with not going after Hunter Biden for a contempt charge when they're locking up Trump affiliates as quick as they can on these same kinds of charges. So uh, we'll see. I mean, we know what happened. Steve Bannon was, of course, arrested. Uh, the list is long. Um, so we'll see. And, and 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 will the bus be an actual bus like it was for Roger Stone, uh, you know, General Flynn? You know, is it is it really going to be a bus or is it going to be a bus made out of Nerf? Is it going to be a Nerf bus that Hunter gets thrown under? I think that's kind of what we're alluding to here. Yeah, you're not kidding. And speaking of buses, it, which is a perfect segue into this next story, which is crazy. Do you remember uh, Hesher Solyndra, the uh, the uh, green new energy uh, utopian company that was going to save the world? And remember Obama with Biden, I think, uh, went and toured the Solyndra factory and they said this is this next step. And of course, what happened to Solyndra? It went belly up, but a lot of people made money. Well, you may recall a similar company, Proterra. Proterra is an EV municipal bus manufacturer uh, that got a lot of money from the federal government in this uh, in this wealth redistribution. I mean, this uh, this infrastructure bill. And guess what happened? They're going bust. They sold a whole bunch of their buses, 550 of them to be exact. They've made in their 19-year existence. They sold a whole bunch of them to all of the places you would suspect. Liberal uh, places like uh, Massachusetts. The Massachusetts Bay Transportation Authority purchased five of those buses. None of them run. Proterra is now out of business. Most of these buses sit idle. They can't man they can't get the parts to fix them because the company that made them went out of business. Another Solyndra, another green energy uh sham uh goes down the pike, but not before making a lot of people a lot of money. It's pretty yeah. sick. Steve, maybe we should start a business. We'll start a corporation. We'll call it Snake Oil Industries. And with un, within Snake Oil Industries, we'll make Snake Oil Solar, Snake Oil Wind, Snake Oil EVs, Snake Oil Public Buses, Snake Oil Jets for the rich. You know, we could we yeah. could just it'll have a cool <laughs> logo and everything. And we'll just use all the green language, pretend like we're COP28 members, you know, and uh, maybe we'll make a lot of money there and then just like Obama's buddies, we can just spend it on whatever. And uh, when it all goes belly up, we'll just say, oops. And the government will say, well, you guys tried. Thanks for doing the green and new agenda with us. Yeah. Thanks for helping push the lie. Thanks for helping push the scam. And here are those grants we promised you. Uh, we don't <laughs> expect anything in return other than you're uh, nodding in agreement with our agenda. It's pretty stupid. Anyway, uh, that's that's where that is. So I just wanted to share that with you because I remember when Solyndra happened, the media couldn't bury that one fast enough. Anyway, hey, listen, are you enjoying listening to TNT Radio? Well, if you think we're doing a good job, then let us know. Why don't you? We'd really love that. Why not leave us a like or a positive review or a comment on Facebook, Gab or Getter? Any way you can, help us get the word out as we cover the biggest topics of our time on today's News Talk TNT Radio. Giving you what you want. I want the fact. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT.
Okay, let's uh, let's bring our buddy Ruckus back into the mix here. A brand new study has revealed that the number of inspections of drug manufacturing facilities that the FDA was able to carry out both in the United States and abroad plummeted during the COVID-19 pandemic. Oh, okay, so the one time you probably need those studies, the studies plummeted. Here with the whole story, our friend Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus, TNT Radio News producer. Okay, Ruckus, so... Uh, What's going on? How convenient for the drug makers. Um, yeah, so researchers, this is kind of frightening to think about, but uh, they analyzed FDA inspection data, which was acquired through FOIA, uh, Freedom of Information Act requests, from the period 2012 to 2022 across China, Europe, India, Latin America, and other foreign nations, they found, quote, steep declines in both foreign and domestic inspections in 2020, end quote, following lockdowns and travel restrictions implemented after the pandemic first erupted. Uh, specifically, researchers found the total annual number of inspections of drug manufacturing establishments by the FDA dropped by 79% for foreign nations in 2022 compared with 2019. Foreign drug manufacturing plays a large role in the supply of medicines in the United States, as noted by the researchers. As of 2019, more than two-thirds of the establishment's manufacturing of the establishments manufacturing active ingredients for pharmaceuticals sold in the U.S. were located outside of the country, with India, China, and Italy leading the way in foreign producers of these active ingredients. The study was published in Health Affairs just recently this month, uh, and it's titled, quoting the title here, FDA Global Drug Inspections Surveillance of Manufacturing Establishments Remains Well Below Pre-COVID-19 Levels, end quote. Uh, it was conducted by researchers at Duke University in Durham, North Carolina, and the University of Maryland. Separate data from the Atlantic Council, an American think tank, shows that Chinese firms have become major suppliers of U.S. pharmaceuticals. Since 2020, U.S. imports of Chinese pharmaceuticals, which include everything from vaccines to blood and bandages, have risen by 485 percent from $2.1 billion in 2020 to $10.3 billion in 2022. Notably, amid lockdowns and travel bans, the FDA conducted no inspections of drug manufacturing facilities in China or India between April 2020 and March 2021, according to the latest study. Meanwhile, researchers found that the total annual domestic inspections of drug manufacturing establishments by the FDA had decreased by around 35 percent in 2020. 20 uh 2022 sorry so you know they go on to explain that part of the reason is unfortunately oh well people had travel restrictions and stuff it was hard to do this in the pandemic yada 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 the usual uh excuses interestingly a note there was a statement that was provided to um one of the outlets that was reporting about this the daily caller news foundation uh, a spokesperson for the FDA told them that the American public should, quote, rest assured that the drugs they rely on are high quality, safe and effective. And, quote. of course, 
course they did. But how safe and effective is any of this, gentlemen? Uh, if <laughs> we had like there was no inspection taking place for what an entire year in China and India? Come on, come on. I mean, no one, no one trusts any of these people anymore. But what do you guys think? I think that if you were trying to get the citizenry of your nation to have less and less faith in the government of that nation, you couldn't do a better job than what the Biden administration has done. Uh, it's utterly. Uh, and you know what? This is I, I should be fair here. It's not just the Biden administration, but it is. It goes to the root, the root problem, which is a massive bureaucratic government filled with red tape that can then excuse itself for for not investigating what not inspecting 79% of all drugs for the better part of a year and a half, including two thirds of those drugs, which are manufactured in China and, uh, and India and the like. Uh, and by the way, most of our antibiotics come from those countries. So this is just patting themselves on the back saying we couldn't do anything about it, but at least we're being honest now. And ain't we doing such a great job and be careful of the fentanyl because God knows uh, they're not uh, inspecting anything coming across the southern border. It's just, man, I tell you, man, like I said, Hesh, you can't destroy a, 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 a nation's uh, belief in itself any better than the Biden administration has done, though. Yeah, I mean, well, on every front. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and Donald Trump holds a bit of responsibility here also because this all yep. started under him. He's the one that put us under emergency use authorization, and he still has not taken back his great success claims of pushing these these uh, experimental experimentally authorized use products, uh, gene therapy shots, experimental gene therapy shots, and mRNA technology that is not that in and of itself was not properly tested. It was a complete scam. It wasn't safe. It wasn't effective. It wasn't necessary. It didn't stop anybody from getting a so-called virus, if you believe in those. None of that. And of course, like the first thing, the first bullet point I wrote down when Ruckus came in and read the headline was, duh, LOL, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, yeah, no kidding. No kidding. All cause mor mortality is up insanely. And you know what? In, in New Zealand right now, uh, this last week or this week, earlier this week, um, there have been police surrounding the houses of whistleblowers there in New Zealand who are t who are telling the story, who are looking at the statistics of all-cause all mortality right now, these massive spikes, and and that should be the kind of thing that we all know about, that we're all talking about, that we can tune into our mass media and see there. But no, no, what do I see when I tune into my mass media? Frickin' Lady Gaga trying to sell me a covid shot or or or, or <laughs> some idiot at cnn or msnbc talking about a rise in this or that and how people are not getting their shots i mean this is just ridiculous trust us yeah right yeah right so much fraud and scam in in 2020 2021 and 2022 and speaking of india i remember seeing videos of dirt hut people in india packing little plastic things full of nasal swabs and selling them to the United States to put up people's nose, literally dropping them in the dirt, not a laboratory, no lab coats involved. And then there was in LA, they had a whole thing of uh, fraudulent fake masks that they handed out to everybody. 
Uh, so, you know, th this which is ironically enough, work work just as well as the real man. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or a <laughs> pair of dirty underwear for that matter. Yeah, it's it really this is what I mean. I mean, by, by every metric. And yes, I agree with you about Trump. I think Trump's first claim was was, yeah, we succeeded in as much as that he thought we got these vaccines to market. We did. He didn't know any of the ins and outs of it. And the people that were running the show, the Fauciites and stuff, they were like, oh, we'll just BS this guy. And well, then we'll help get him. You know, then we'll help, you know, push it on the next guy that we'll select to be president. That's my point. I mean, nobody has any faith in the government anymore. Um, and to 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 your point, Hesh, Trump bears certainly some responsibility there. Uh, but it sounds like most of this non-testing was happening after he left office, which doesn't mean it would have happened had he been in office. Who knows? It's the problem with the big government, man. It's the problem with the big government. You just you, it's too big to keep track of. Uh, and they, of course, the only fix for a big government is a bigger government, as we know. Anyway, yeah, yeah absolutely. Ruckus, anything further on this before we let you go? This is not all bad news. There was a part of this study I found interesting. I learned a new term. Uh, so instead of calling um, problems after you take a drug or a vaccine, uh, like a, a side effect or an adverse event, they refer to such things as quality issues. So that's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Quality issues. Yeah. yeah, we got some of those going on. All right. Thanks, Ruckus. This is State of the Nation on TNT Radio. TNT Radio's Joe Hoff. Just a terrible situation there. And Biden was behind it, pushing these arms, pushing billions of dollars over there. We don't know where that money went. I'll bet you money. I'll bet you a huge percent uh, went. To, I bet you more than 50 percent didn't go to the uh, to the people or to the war. Uh, it went to people's pockets, kind of like what we have in, in uh, Palestine. Uh, with the U.S. since since, well, under Biden, uh, Trump shut this down. Thank God. But under Biden, Obama, they started sending billions over to uh, that part of the world these people are have been after israel forever and and uh, supported by iran and billions of dollars going their way and uh, to help them uh, you know basically uh create chaos in the middle east terrorism and and we saw what happened earlier this year about a month ago uh, the two went attack in israel and the death and destruction rape and kidnapping more than 240 people kidnapped joe hoft on today's news talk radio tnt on DOJ have approved a no-knock breach. We want the subject to be on display, doing the walk of shame, full visual impact. Any questions? Are we becoming a police state? Government told American citizens they couldn't go to church on Sunday. For the first time in my life, I'm saying to myself, am I going to get a knock at the door? FBI warrant, come to the door now! The Patriot Act and FISA were used against Donald Trump. These individuals have commissioned the biggest propaganda play in U.S. history. They don't go after the people that rigged the election. They go after the people that want to find out what the hell happened. We don't need to have a crime. What we need is a person to look at, and then we go find out what crime you did. FBI! Our focus is shifting. 
Our main priority as a bureau is going to be domestic terrorism. It really paints anybody who's right of center. If you're a pro-life, pro-family Catholic, they define you as radical. These are anti-government. We have freedom of religion and freedom of speech. Violent extremists, and they must be dealt with. We can do anything we want. Unbiased information. Honest and forthright. News without the misinformation. It doesn't matter what side you're from. What matters is what you say, the truthfulness behind it. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. So Fox News' Sean Hannity hosted a GOP uh, event last night, and frontrunner Donald Trump was there at this town hall in Davenport, Iowa. The hour-long show featured audience members who, of course, as they do, chanted USA as Trump walked on the stage and boo at Hillary Clinton and laugh at the jabs at Joe Biden. So that's always in uh, great fun if you're a conservative or uh, pretty much anybody other than a, a, a very staunch progressive at this point. But um, the 2024 presidential candidate and the talk show host covered topics and issues important to the American people like EVs, war in foreign countries, oil gas production prices, nuclear war, and more. Uh, joining us now to discuss is Donald Trump personal spokesperson and former Republican National Committee official Liz Harrington rejoining us on the program. Liz, thank you for joining us again here at State of the Nation. It's wonderful to see you. Uh, what hey, was your main takeaway? You. Yeah, thanks for joining us. What was your main takeaway from the town hall? Oh, man, he was just uh, doing, he was just firing on all cylinders. It was a great event. Uh, the crowd was so energetic. I mean, really, my takeaway is that there's no primary. I mean, his primary is gone. Um, it really was never competitive. But this is our candidate. I mean, he's the best leader America has had in modern history. Uh, he is the one that will bring this country back to greatness. And, you know, he just does it with such ease. He, in one answer, just obliterated this deep state fake narrative about President Trump being a dictator. And he totally dismantled it. Uh, he did it with humor also because they're literally trying to put him in jail. So who, who are the authoritarians here? They're trying to put all of us in jail. And yet... You know, the fake news gets their marching orders from the deep state, and they all put out this same phony narrative in succession, uh, one after another. And President Trump, in one sentence, just completely obliterated it. Yeah, he said, I will be. Day one, we're going to drill baby drill, and we're going to close the border. That's what I would do for the American people. Stop with the nonsense. Our country is being destroyed. And if anyone uh, has been an authoritarian, it's clearly been Biden in this regime. And the complete opposite of that is President Trump. He's actually the only one we've had in the White House who's given the people representation. It's the complete opposite of a dictatorship. It's actual representation of the majority of the American people and delivering for them. And that's what all of us want back so desperately. Yeah. Uh, hi, Liz. Uh, Steve Hook here. And, and it's so great to have you back. Yeah, I thought it was funny when when he said, yeah, I won't be a dictator except on day one, but I'm going <laughs> to drill, baby, drill and secure that border. And then, of course, it, it takes mere seconds after he says that, that the Twitterverse or the Xverse 
is just they're going nuts. They're saying he's admitting it. It's so <laughs> funny. Uh, the projection from the left is so it it's transparent. It's obvious. And the only people that fall for it are are the the the, the people in that choir. I mean, uh, I thought Trump was wonderful last night. And they are petrified of him. And you mentioned that. I mean, they are they are mortified. Of course, they're trying to put him in prison uh, because uh, he represents a direct threat to them. CNN just released uh, just recently released a poll and they are horrible, lousy, very, very bad, stinky poo numbers for Biden. And they are absolutely mortified uh, about Trump. Now, we've got four people left that are going to debate in the quote unquote Republican primary. Normally, we would say, well, maybe these guys are just hanging on because they want a spot in the cabinet. But there's not one person that's going to be on that stage for that last debate that's going to be in the cabinet. Not Vivek, not Ron, not God. Chris Christie is still in it. God knows why. And <laughs> and, and and for that matter, uh, uh, Nikki Haley. So what's the point of this next debate when Trump so clearly is the nominee? There's no point. There's no point. That's what President Trump has been saying for you know weeks and months now. You know we need to cancel these debates. Why are you wasting time, money, resources on something that is literally make make believe? It's fairy tale land. Like the, this doesn't matter, and they're wasting a lot of money. All they're doing is tonight. I mean, no one's going to be watching. It was already down to I think five million. It's going to be way less because it's on News Nation. <laughs> People don't even know where to find that channel. Um, it, it's no one's going to watch, and all that they'll do is stand up there, like you said, with no political future, but just trying to hurt and damage our nominee. That's what they're doing. So they're joining in all the other forces that are working against the American people. That's their agenda. They're all donor driven. Uh, they're all driven by their own political careers and they've been exposed. And that's why no one's really watching because they don't they don't want this. They don't want the same old, same old establishment dictating who our nominee is going to be. And we don't at the end of the day, we don't get a choice. The Republican and the Democrat are the same and they both will keep the wars going. They'll keep the border open. Uh, they'll keep us uh, dependent on foreign oil. All of these things President Trump obliterated. They'll, they'll ship all our jobs and our manufacturing overseas. President Trump ended all of that. That's why all these donors and the Uniparty are hell-bent on trying to stop him. But, I mean, there's no stopping this movement. It's so much bigger than it was in 2016, in 2020. It's growing. And it's because people see what's happened to the country they're very worried. Uh, they see what's happening in their daily lives. Uh, they want their country to survive. And right now, that's a big question mark. And that's a very scary place for the United States to be. And President Trump is the only one that's leading on all these issues and actually understands what's at stake. Uh, and that's why he's going to be our nominee. Liz, uh do us a favor and hold the line. We have an a inbound headline here with today's news talk. But on the other side, I want to talk to you about the importance of the border issue. I want to expand on that a little bit for not just for Donald Trump and, and his campaign, but for all of us, like every single person in this country. We really need to uh, expand on that. And I was so pleased to hear him say that last night. Uh, so 
Hold the line, and we'll pick up right there. This is today's News Talk TNT Radio. Here we go. TNT Radio News. News. TNT Radio News, this is James O'Neill. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky called off a classified briefing with U.S. Senators on December 5th, in which he intended to discuss Ukraine's need for additional funding and military aid from the United States. In a firm rebuff to China's combination of threats and flattery, Argentina's new government under President Javier Malay has decisively rejected joining the BRICS group. This decision marks a significant setback for China's ambitions to expand its influence in Latin America. We're the pinup boys and poster girls for free speech. We just don't look as impressive as Vladimir Putin shirtless on a horse. Yeah. 24-7, 365, we never stop sifting fact from fiction, misinformation from the truth. From government overreach to the latest on mandates, big tech censorship to propaganda gone mad. Listen to TNT Radio and get the news and views direct from our expert presenters and commentators anywhere you go. Ask Alexa or Google to play TNT Radio or download the TNT Radio app for free from the App Store or Google Play. Today's news talk, this is TNT Radio. Liz, I was very pleased, like I was saying before the headline there, that Donald Trump took on the border as a top item here. Um, and and Steve and I, and I believe you, when you were here last time, we discussed just how important of an issue this is. We've got 100,000 people dying a year of fentanyl right now. The population is approaching like 15% uh, people from outside the country, which is way ahead of all expectations for that sort of thing. And, um, you know, we're seeing human trafficking. There's just uh, so much going on with regard to the border. It really feels like an open goal. Um, So what do you think it's going to look like uh, day one of the Trump presidency? Is it like a full shutdown on the border? Fire Mayorkas, bring someone else in who's going to start using CBP to do their actual, uh, you know, charter job instead of processing illegal immigrants? Uh, Oh, absolutely. I mean, this is going to be completely shut down uh, and we have to get a handle on this. He's already put out Agenda 47 items, like the biggest deportation operation in our history that he's going to undertake. They're trying to collapse our country. I mean, we just saw today they're reporting the most single crossings ever in our history right now. I mean, this is out of control after, I mean, it's it's way beyond the numbers that they're saying. It's millions and millions and millions of people that have already come, totally unvetted. Uh, the trafficking, the drugs, the sex trafficking, child trafficking, it's horrific what is going on. And it has to end. And it's so sad because President Trump, you know, he ran on this issue in 2016. And just like everything else that he promised, he delivered on and he would not stop. He did not get help from the Republicans in Congress, but he got it funded anyway. And he built the wall and he did so much more than that as well. He did remain in Mexico. It deterred so many people from coming. Uh, He got Mexico to actually send 25,000 troops to guard our border. I mean, we we had the safest border we've ever had. And that was true leadership and someone who cares about our sovereignty and our country. And to see what they've done on day one, what Biden did to try to destroy all of that and destroy our sovereignty, it's, it's been despicable. And it shows that they are not working for the American people. 
They want to collapse our country. They do not want us to succeed. They want us to have no border at all. They want us to not be America anymore when it comes to a free constitutional republic. Uh, there's no laws. And yet, again, they call us the authoritarians. I mean, this has been totally lawless. They've turned the law on its head. Uh, they've incentivized and rewarded people uh, who are breaking our laws, who are just laughing at our laws. And I saw today they're giving them $5,000 gift cards across uh, as soon as they cross this, our money. I mean, that's the hardworking legal immigrants who pay taxes. Uh, it's all of our money. I mean, the, it's, it's just sickening for anyone who likes the rule of law and equal justice. This is not that. And so President Trump, absolutely, he's going to get the toughest people in there. We're going to have a strong, safe border. We will have the wall. And we can't let this ever happen again because, I mean, we just don't even have a country. If you don't, like President Trump says all the time, if you don't have election, free and fair elections, you don't have a border, what do you have? Not much. Yeah, yeah, you have a... Um... You have a progressive leftist globalist pipe dream. Uh, and you're right, Liz. This is the thing that's so beyond the obvious of what's wrong with the wide open border. The thing that's so infuriating is it is all being done intentionally. They are yes. intentionally crashing this country by, by by every conceivable metric. I don't care if it's foreign policy. I don't care if it's inflation, if it's a wide open border, if it's going after fossil fuels, if it's going after Catholic parents, going after parents at school board meetings, whatever it is, they, if, if Trump was ever for it or ever even alluded to it, they're going to go in the opposite direction. And then they're going to turn around and use projection to say he is literally Hitler. And by the way, it should also be mentioned that their party is the one that has got all these kids on college campuses screaming, uh, you know, Hitler was right with regards to the Jewish problem. So I won't be lectured to by them. And I am glad that Trump took this on. But I wonder, do you ever fear and does the president ever, the former president ever fear that at some point it may go beyond legal and lawfare and they may, I mean, is he, is he, is he concerned for his own safety? Because I know there's a lot of Americans out there, including right here in this household that pray for that man every day, because I fear that these people are fanatical and they're also authoritarian as it gets. And I fear for the man's safety. Well, we all should be praying every single day, not just for President Trump, but for this country and, and all the patriots in it. I mean, it, we're really suffering right now. And look, he's not going to live in fear. Um, but he said it last night. These are evil people that are around Biden. You know, they asked him, you know, do you think he's going to be the nominee? He said he doesn't think so. He's not going to make it because it's not really about Biden. We have to remember it's, he's just a, a figurehead. He's a puppet. A recipient of an illegitimate election. Honestly, he he is as corrupt as they come, but he's par for the course of this corrupt system. It's all the people that are actually making the decisions and who are being told what to do and destroying this country. And President Trump laid it out. He said, "There's a lot of people in that beautiful Oval Office who are evil. They're communists." Uh, and they hate this country. And so we are dealing with something. And this is a battle of good and evil. Uh, this is something that's so beyond flesh and blood. Uh, that's why we all need to pray uh, for this great country. President Trump appreciates the prayers so much. He was just in Iowa 
and with a lot of faith leaders. And uh, there's a video going around. I don't know if you guys got a chance to see it, but uh, of them praying over President Trump. He so appreciates that uh, any chance he gets when he's out with the people. And that is that is what they're so scared of. He is a man of the people. He really, really is. And that's not something you can fabricate. That's not something that, as that great clip of uh, Rush Limbaugh was going around recently again of one of his last broadcasts talking about President Trump. Like, you can't separate the movement from President Trump. Like, we're not going to be separated because it's built on something so much bigger. Uh, there's such love there, not just for President Trump, but he loves the people and he loves the country. We have something in common. It's common sense and it's love of America. And that's what we're fighting for. They are getting so desperate that they've arrested him four times on phony fake charges. They're trying to confiscate his business in a totally illegitimate, uh, you can't even call it a trial in New York City. It's just sickening what they're trying to do to him. And they're getting more and more desperate because they're seeing every time they try to do something, it backfires a million more times because any fair person looks at this and they see it and they say, this is this is wrong here. And it gravitates more people towards him and wakes people up to say, wait a minute, this isn't America. We, we just want America back, the land of the free, home of the brave, equal justice under the law and our constitution. That's what this is about. So keep praying. Uh, we're going to keep fighting. Nothing's going to stop President Trump. I can tell you that. Excellent. Excellent. And, and Liz, in our final minute or so here, um, I noticed that when asked about uh, the Democratic nominee, Donald Trump said, I personally don't think he makes it. Okay. So I'm curious if you could tell us briefly, uh, are there contingency plans with regards to the approach that will be taken if the uh, candidate gets swapped out on the Democrat side for any reason? Well, sure. I mean, here, here's the key thing. We have the truth on our side. We have all of the issues on our side. And like I was just mentioning, I mean, Biden is just a figurehead. It's all, it doesn't matter who they put up in there because guess what? It's the same people that are running yeah. things. Yeah, they're all yeah. figureheads in, in both parties, by the way, largely. <laughs> I mean, they're True. all basically owned by other people. So it's really something that's beyond party. It's beyond these uh, different candidates. It's about the country and it's about do, do we actually get to choose? Uh, do we get a voice or do we have this corrupt system where we give a bunch of money every year in our taxes and what do they do? They enrich themselves. They start more wars. They give away our, our oil. They shut off our oil and gas. Uh, I mean, what the, they give everything to China it's it's just astounding what they've been doing to this country. President Trump has exposed it all. And so no matter who it is, we it, it's running against the same thing. You're running against the same thing. And President Trump's not going to change who he is or what he believes or what he's fighting for. And I think the American people increasingly are seeing that, that it's it's not just about certain candidates or this or that or oh, just like that phony debate they had last week on Fox News. I mean, that wasn't a real debate. It's just talking points. It's a, it's two guys get a, two, you know, one slick poly career politician and one not so slick career politician memorizing talking points. But it's not consequential. They don't they're not going to implement anything that they're talking about. No, they're going to be beholden to other interests. They're going to be beholden to the people who have ruined 
trying to ruin this country. So yeah. President Trump's not going to change and, and he's going to win regardless. All there right. Well said. All right. Here, here. Thank you so much, Liz Harrington. We very much appreciate you taking the time to join us here on State of the Nation at TNT Radio. Today's news talk. De-weaponizing weather with reality and perspective. Well, of course, the biggest story in climate right now is Vice President Kamala Harris leaves for the climate conference with the biggest carbon footprint in history. She's heading to Abu Dhabi or whatever for COP28 in Joe's place with hosts under fire for wanting to push oil and gas deals. Do you know why there's so many people there? Because they realize what a scam this is and they're trying to push oil and gas deals. Anyway, she left and there's 400,000 people expected there. Now, do you really believe that there's 400,000 people are all interested in eliminating fossil fuels? I would say there are quite a few of them, given Abu Dhabi is in the Middle East and there's a lot of oil in the Middle East, that are seeking to do business because they know what a scam this is. And let's see, at its head, Sultan Al-Jabbar has denied reports he's using meetings at the summit to make side deals on fossil fuels produced by the United Arab Emirates. I'm sure he's smart enough to probably be doing that. This is TNT climate and weather watchdog meteorologist Joe Bastardi asking you to enjoy the weather, even if we can't go over to Abu Dhabi, because it's the only weather you got. When a crisis hits close to home and across the globe, nonprofits are on the front lines ready to serve. Keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. The demand for charitable services has skyrocketed, and nonprofits are rising to meet the needs. Healing. Nurturing. Rescuing. Honoring. Protecting. Caring. Inspiring. The work of philanthropic organizations of all sizes, across all missions, has never been more important. And it's donors and volunteers like you who make all this possible. Thank you. Together, we change the world. The Nonprofit Alliance. Interviews, news, and views. You're listening to State of the Nation on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. And we welcome you back to State of the Nation. Uh, last week, journalist Michael Schellenberger gave testimony before a House Judici uh, Judiciary Subcommittee. It was actually the House Select Subcommittee on the Weaponization of the Federal Government. That's a mouthful. But it was all about the rampant censorship that the censorship industrial complex is uh, is kind of engaging in at the behest of the U.S. government. And Schellenberger said that it is even more rampant than he uh, than when he testified back in March. Here's one of his poll quotes. He said, the abuses of power my colleagues and I have documented go well beyond censorship. They also include what appears to be an effort by the government, by government officials and contractors, including the FBI, to frame certain individuals as posing a threat of domestic terrorism for their political beliefs. All of this is profoundly un-American. One's commitment to free speech means nothing if it does not extend to your political enemies. Well said, Michael Schellenberger. Joining us now, Peggy Little. She is a senior litigation counsel for the New Civil Liberties Alliance, the NCLA. 
Hello, Peggy. Welcome to State of the Nation. Uh, it's so uh, so nice to have you here. We talked to one of your fellow uh, litigators, uh, Janine Eunice, about uh, two or three weeks ago about this censorship industrial complex. You guys are now taking this thing to court. What's uh, welcome to the show and tell us all about the case and uh, how you're gonna how you're gonna go about it. Sure. Thank you, Stephen, for having me. Uh, New Civil Liberties Alliance is very interested in this entire topic of the censorship industrial complex. And uh, we yesterday filed a complaint and in federal court against the United States Department of State, because one of the things that came out uh, in the Twitter files and the Missouri v. Biden and the various other um, uh, investigative journalistic uh, efforts, including uh, right uh, journalism uh, by Matt Taibbi. Uh, uh, no, not Matt Tavey. It's um, Kamis- Kaminsky. G- G- I'm sorry, Gabe Kaminsky. He he did wonderful work on this. The United States Department of State is is funding uh, news or news rating organizations that rate certain organizations as most reliable or most risky. And the stated purpose, and this is all over their memorandum, their stated purpose is to step on the hose of advertising funding for the new, mostly new media outlets that are expressing points of view that are not congenial to the powers that be. And so, for example, uh, in our complaint, which we filed yesterday on page 26, you will see a very interesting cataloging of the top 10 most reliable news organizations. And all of those are mainstream media, NPR, HuffPost, <laughs> amazingly. <laughs> and then on. on the top bottom of, of the, the list of the most risky news organizations are our two clients, Daily Wire and the Federalist Media, but also organizations such as Reason Magazine and uh, Real Clear Politics uh, and the the divide between those who are rated highly and, the, and those who are not and, and for whom they seek to set, cut off advertising uh, dollars has to do with their point of view. It's very clear. It's very obvious. Um, Matt Taibbi had a very uh, good takedown of this published today, which I highly recommend. But there's no way you can look at those lists and come to any other conclusion than that they are trying to cut off the funding of organizations that disagree with the current administration's views on public matters, whether they be COVID, whether they be foreign affairs, whether they be uh, economics, climate change, whatever. Um, these these organizations need to have their advertising funds shut off. It's so yeah. un-American. I, I mean, I, I know it kind of, it's almost rhetorical to say it, but I mean, when you look at some of these these organizations, for example, NewsGuard um, and their Global Disinformation Index, there's there's like British think tanks and NGOs and private money and international interests, and I mean, how do you even untie and unwrap? something like this in a united states court of law when there appears to be um you know we also have like all these intelligence assets inside of the social media companies and as the twitter files showed there's this you know multi-tiered like levels of chat groups and 
people from uh, like the Atlantic Council, uh, Digital Forensics Lab, um, you know, a NATO organization almost like how, this has got to be a very complicated uh, legal thing to discuss. I mean, I know you're specifically looking at, you know, um, your clients here, but what they're up against seems to be uh, multifaceted organizations. I mean, this, does this make it a very complicated case? We've tried to simplify it. We're only suing the Department of State, and this, it is the Department of State that has been the leader in funneling these government technologies and uh, test beds and platforms and all of the military and uh, sometimes diplomatic uh, tools. And they they shill them, and shill is the only word for it, to the social media and to NewsGuard and uh, Global Disinformation Index and say, here, take our government technology, which we've developed for military and other uses, and use it to rate and defund domestic news media. This is wildly, it's not just unconstitutional, it's illegal, it is seriously illegal. It is a crime for any federal government employee to divert American assets um, out of the Department of State to any other purpose than foreign affairs. That is all they are empowered to do. That is all that Congress funds them to do. When this news first broke uh, approximately six months ago, um, there was a um, organization with the Department of State called the uh, um, National Endowment for Democracy. And they had given a, a big grant of money to these organizations and the board of the National Endowment of Democracy uh, slammed those doors shut and said, no way is that kind of federal money going to this, um, this chilling and frightening uh, news rating uh, uh, enterprise that is being orchestrated and organized and funded and uh, given the technology by the US Department of State. Your tax dollars, the things they <laughs> extract from you um, uh, uh, very unwillingly, <laughs> are now being used to shut down what kind of news you should feel fit to hear. That's Orwellian. It's completely un-American. Uh, we have you know, First Amendment claims in there, but we also have real basic claims about what is the Department of the State allowed to do? And Congress may only fund the Department of State to the extent it has a remit to manage more foreign affairs. It has absolutely no business uh, rating or otherwise trying to defund domestic news media. It's a violation of the First Amendment if it does. For it to then yeah. give grant money, use employee time, government technology. I mean, this is like a bunch of people running out of a federal building with a bunch of computers and sending them over to people to shut down news organizations they don't like. It's that shocking and that illegal. Well, that's exactly what it is. And, and, and Peggy, it's, you know, it, I know you guys are going after state and state of course has been littered with these hard leftists for a long, long time. But that said, this is a Leviathan, uh, this censorship industrial complex. I mean, and it's all over. I, I just noticed uh, last week, House Judiciary Committee Chair Jim Jordan subpoenaed Andrew Slavitt 
He was President Biden's former White House senior advisor for the COVID response. And also Robert Flaherty, who was a former director of digital strategy for the Biden White House. Uh, Jordan wants them to appear for a deposition uh, because of this very topic. So they're not necessarily going after state. They're going into the White House and the administration. But th- th- they all play for the same team. And sadly, so too do the, the, the media, the, the friendly media on the other side. The, the friendly media is never going to give the Federalist a fair shake or the Daily Wire. They're certainly not going to give your organization a fair shake. So it does. I mean, you really are going up against a Leviathan here. I don't think that most Americans have any concept of just how how violated we have all been with this government in place. I salute you and uh, uh, the new Civil Liberties Alliance for taking this fight on. But how do you think how do you think it's going to play out in a court of law? Do you have a a good judge here? I mean, are they judge shopping this? How's this going to play out? You suspect. Well, we have uh, been fortunately joined by the state of Texas in this litigation. Uh, because they have an interest, too, um, in uh, their ability to get their news out and, and through any news organization. Was this Paxton? Them. Was this Ken yes. Paxton who jumped on? Good. Yes. He's good. Yeah. And, um, and, and you know, a state that wants to deliver its messages through various news media that will cover what they do. And the the United States Department of State has no business stepping on the funding of organizations that might cover matters of interest to the state of Texas. And so um, we hope that the presence of a, a, a co uh, uh, a sovereign state that cares about these First Amendment issues uh, will focus the judge's attention on the fact that this terribly imperils. Uh, the interests of all Americans and in core political speech. Uh, this is um, this goes to the very heart of what the First Amendment means. If you cannot disagree with your government without them taking your tax dollars and trying to silence media organizations through which you might like to speak or learn from, then we're in serious trouble. And so we yeah. are taking this on piecemeal one 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 item at a time because you can't do the mega lawsuit, um, too many defendants. Um, th- that's the problem, too, here. If you l- read through these memos uh, and the emails going back and forth, one of the phrases that comes up over and over again is the Rob Flaherty's of this world and, and their co- co-types are trying to do what they call a whole-of-government approach to suppressing all of this information. I have... I practiced law for 40 years. I have lived in America for my whole life. And I am gobsmacked that something like this could be going on under my nose. And this is, by the way, through three administrations. This started under Obama. It powered through like a juggernaut right through Trump. Uh, I don't think Trump was running it, but uh, certainly his Department of State was. And then it really reached its apogee under President Biden. And uh, there's a whole complex of individuals. Uh, If you read our complaint, you'll see there's a whole bunch of um, individuals who were hired for these disinfo jobs. And you're right to say this is a much bigger problem. Uh, It is all over our university system. Stanford, uh, it's... it's, uh, um, 
Internet Observatory uh, is doing horrible things to suppress American speech about a variety of things, including COVID and science, scientific issues. Uh, but I think uh, in looking through these documents and, and tracking the money, we are talking about dozens upon dozens of private and public universities that have curricula and funding and laboratories that are doing disinfo. Um, Peggy, we, we got a wrap. We're up against the, the sure. clock here. We want to thank you so much. And we'll pick up right there next time we speak with you. Thank you. This is State of the Nation on Good today's luck. News Talk, TNT Radio.